2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Guys, thank you for tuning in. This I is the Sleepy Hello After Show here at AfterBuzz TV. I'm your host Stephen Lemieux. Joining me on the panel tonight, I have a very it's special so guest. But first. My co-host, as usual, Mr. Zach Wilson. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. And the amazing, the lovely, and the talented, I think, Jackie Borowski.
3: Holla, I think that's the first time. That was like a no, no.
0: underhanded <laughs> compliment.
3: That was the nicest compliment I've oh, ever gotten from Steve. Wow. And it was underhanded. Guys,
0: we,
2: we actually got rid of Matt for tonight because we had to make room for our very special guys. Guys, we have a very talented actor. You've seen him on tons of different series. Going back to Flash 4, going back to all these... I'm not even gonna name him. Neil Jackson, who plays Abraham from Brent on Sleepy Hollow. Thank Hello. you for
1: joining us on the studio. Oh, my, my pleasure. Sorry you had to fire Matt to get me in here.
2: <laughs> nah, that's, <laughs> <fine>. that's okay. <laughs> he, he'll, he'll be fine. He's he'll got SourceFed. Just weeping. Yeah, he's got the Agents of Shield he's after missing. show. will oh, we'll we'll
0: figure that. out what he's doing. Maybe uh, during sleeping Abbey, we can get to the bottom of it. I know, right? Probably sleeping. <laughs> Right oh. know, this is just late. We're here at like
2: 11 o'clock. Yeah.
3: Yes. And
2: people are watching on the East Coast right now. It's like Our show is, yeah, they, oh, wow, we dedication. get viewers Thank watching
3: you. on the East Coast. Sometimes Sometimes go to get... bed,
2: guys. Seriously. <laughs> no, do do <laughs> I mean, the only thing that can insult Matt is if we replaced him with Holly. Right. Yes. <laughs> he would be really mad at yes. that. So guys, uh, before we like break down this episode, let me hear overall thoughts for what you thought of this episode as a whole compared to... I know because last week Matt said last week's episode was the best of the season, and Jackie was like,
3: "No, it wasn't." And <laughs> the I was best was like, the Weeping Lady episode to me.
1: I love the Weeping, Weeping Lady. We, yeah, that was my favorite the one this season. A, that was incredible. Yeah, I, it I thought episode. it was great.
2: What did you think of this episode,
1: though? I
0: uh, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, it's a it's a, it's a monster of the week story, um, and for that, I thought it was great. Um, I'm looking forward to when it starts to drive we start to drive the story the story forward. More so, we did get one huge leap forward at the yeah. end. The end, did, the end did drive it very far forward. Uh, Jackie, what would you think?
3: I think I'm, I'm right where Zach is. And I I just wanted to take a minute to talk about the... Um, there's a hashtag going around on Twitter called hashtag Abby Mills deserves better. And it's not a shipper hashtag, which a lot of people mistakenly <laughs> think it is. But it's actually the fact that a lot of people tuned in just to see Nicole Bahari on this show because she had a huge fan base already. And they feel like her character is being sidelined as it is right now. But, um, good news is next week is all about her. And I don't know if you can, or if you're able to talk more about this, but Orlando Jones tweeted that there is going to be more Abby focus because I feel, I think a lot of the fans, like me, people who tuned in because they felt like Abby was, um, we Every show has kind of a person who you identify with as the narrator. And since from episode one we started out with Abby, it feels weird that our narration has kind of like shifted into the Crane family. And it feels like bizarre that we're not getting more of Abby's viewpoint.
2: Well, because it started with a little girl wandering through the woods and finding the four trees and then her relationship building from, oh, you discover her sister and then you find out about her mom and you find out about... Uh, you have Corbin passing away and how that builds her character. Um, but this season we haven't really had much in the direction of bringing her past forward to what how it affects how she's reacting now. So, um, I don't know, she was asking if you can speak to anything coming up.
1: Well, I mean, on that, I don't think that there's been much of the. I mean, they've changed the formula a lot since last mm-hmm. season. I mean, last season, there was a lot of flashbacks showing about who Ichabod was and a lot of stuff that happened before he ended up being transported 250 years into the future. And there hasn't been a great deal of flashbacks, which I know the fans really miss and have, and have been looking forward to. So as much as they haven't kind of developed, um, as you said, Abby's character as much and, and, and brought her perspective through, there's been not as much of Ichabod's um, perspective of who he was before. Yes. I think so. I think there are two elements that I know towards the end of this season they do re- redress that a lot and they start showing a few, quite a few more flashbacks as we go into 10 and eleven. Um, and then there's some cool stuff that happens with Abigail's character as well. That's cool. I'm, that's I'm awesome. looking forward to I'm glad that to hear that. And on that note, I do actually kind of agree that that's kind of
2: that is useful because if you do think of it in terms of building different characters, You're right in that Abby was built out a lot last season, so now we have this season and we're building out Ichabod's past and his relationship with Katrina a lot more. Albeit, they're not Making, they're not writing Katrina how a lot of the fans would have preferred it as a strong female character. But, but that
1: de- that develops as well. That's been, I mean, it's been really interesting. Like talking to Katya Winter, who's playing Katrina. I mean, she was she was in purgatory all last season, both as an actress and as, <laughs> as
3: a character. As the character, because
1: basically all she was brought in was to be this figure in the smoky glass saying um, Ichabod. She didn't really have a lot to do last year, and and, and she said as an actress, she was just sitting in a hotel room, as uh, she said it, doing um, st- uh, angels in on on the carpet, counting the ceiling tiles because she was just bored and now they're starting to bring it in but because she's been in purgatory, the sort that they've done is that she doesn't have her full magical powers and so we we saw a glimpse of it in The Weeping Lady where she got out and she she kind of fired this light bolt at Headless And slowly she's starting to develop her powers and we start to see them happen more towards the end of the season as well, um, which is going to be fun to watch.
3: I think that actually that scene, the scene that happened in the last episode where she's trying to do like a locator spell and then she's trying to destroy. She does the locator spell and then she tries to destroy this heart and then Abby steps in and finishes the spell. We've actually had some fans suggest that maybe Abby is a witch as well.
2: Right, and we've had. I mean, oh, watching yes. this episode, I thought that was pretty solidified. The fact yeah. that she can just say the words and magic happens. Yeah,
1: I'm amazed at these people who can just read old um, Aramaic Arama, 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 or whatever right? it has to be Latin. Just straight. <laughs> the, I mean, I, I have s- trouble just reading out loud if it's from a cereal box. SATs these <laughs> days. Yeah, I know it's tough. So suddenly they can wheel off these monosyllabic words and the, the polysyllabic words and everything else like that, and they just do it with ease. I mean, Bruce Campbell
2: he? couldn't even say for ferata nicto."
1: I know what an idiot. <laughs>
0: I guess guess the question with Abby in that scene, like, whether she's a witch or not, do you have to be a witch to read an incantation? She's not casting a spell, per se. She's just reading an incantation. Is there a difference? I I mean, mean, they did
3: bring together the, uh, the Frankenstein monster her and ichabod were able to bring him yeah. together so
0: maybe we're to assume so. through them being in
2: this library they've slowly learned the language enough to be able to read it because i don't imagine that's written phonetically in english on the page <laughs> no
1: that should be really
2: helpful. <laughs> like it's like I, I don't imagine that she could see those symbols above the grave in the in the in the graveyard and be like oh that's a protection spell because i can read that here yeah. it says this <laughs> no i don't think it's like that but um speaking to uh since uh, since we can't exactly get Katya in studio, um I just wanted to ask you like what do you, d- could you speak to her in a way that like how does she view her character do you think that is she enjoying how the character is playing out? Yeah, she's
1: loving, she's loving it now, the way the character's developed. I mean, not to, to, to speak for her, but I know that she, I mean, she did feel like she was in Purgatory in both senses, season one. And now they're really starting to develop it. And the fun thing is, Willem Wiseman, obviously, with with his background of, of, of stuff, they're starting to bring in this sort of cool femme fatale character. Her costume changes radically over the next two or three episodes as they're slowly updating her from the long flowing dresses and the big bodices and everything else like that into this into kind of this underworld badass um action girl and she starts to get more so i mean she's getting some great stuff in this, so she's she's really happy
2: well we saw the first part of it in this episode they open with ichabod and katrina on the bed watching basically bachelor meets (laughs) burning love (laughs) just uh (laughs) And we don't
3: even we don't
2: know what they're talking about really because they're just talking to each other and.
3: But actually, I think what they say and what's interesting to me is they they've this season they've had these great teaser scenes where they have something funny going on but something poignant at the same time. So and I think that's why we love this show because it does funny mixed with poignant, and. and I noticed that he says, Ichabod says love is a commitment, it's a sacrifice, and she says love is a gift, it shouldn't be a sacrifice. And so you're wondering, their viewpoints, because they start to talk about how you evolve as a person in this episode, so their viewpoints on certain things you see are a little bit different, and, um, and I think that speaks to their character. You're like looking at this and she's like, you're like, well, maybe this is how she feels about baby Moloch. Or maybe this is how she feels about Henry. That love is just a gift and you should just love, you know, just be open to love. Whereas... Or maybe it's how
2: she feels about Abraham. Because they're, they're still playing this up, even with your character, with her actually having feelings. Because even though we have the scenes where she hates you, we also have the scenes where she finds a genuine human being behind the Like you gave her
3: tea.
1: Okay, her you tea. Gave her yeah, tea. I know. That's, I nursed her.
2: that's British for marriage. If if I, yeah, I do mean, remember. Yeah, that's basically it. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. If she gets to dunk a biscuit, then we're taking it to a whole new level.
2: Heard it here first. No, um I do want to say really quick though, guys, uh, because we had so many comments in the in our YouTube hating us for it. Yes, Sleepy Hollow has eighteen episodes this season. Yeah, thirteen we're episodes. Sorry. We're sorry, we got it wrong. We're,
1: we had a lot of hateful hate mail from that. Um, but also, People should be really happy that suddenly just got five more episodes. I yeah. didn't know about.
0: <laughs> Exactly. Um, yeah, we had no idea. We we're like, oh yeah, we just got like to the Christmas yeah. break. They're like, no, no, no
1: wait. It goes into New Year. Are we? Are we getting a hiatus between now? There is going to be a hiatus. Yeah, there's a little hiatus. I don't know how long that will last for. Okay. So yeah. um, but I think episode twelve is so Christmas. Is, is is the end of that break, and then there's going to be a little hiatus before they pick back up again. I don't know how long it'll be.
2: Okay, so probably well, February is usually when they pick back up for like blacklist and things like that. So okay. maybe maybe we'll get sick. Su- we'll the blacklist last- do it.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> we'll just follow suit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So are you
3: guys hot in here? Is there any way we can do little it uh, a little bit? Nando, tell it
1: warm. I'm going to take my jacket off. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna
3: do. <laughs> oh, I was trying to help you because you were in the jacket, <laughs> but I guess you could do that too. Um,
1: this, just, a, this oh, well done, like, so I think this is fantastic. The it's it's fans like on
3: YouTube,
2: YouTube are
0: not complaining. <laughs> That's.
2: <laughs> I'll send a text and make sure it happens. Um, we'll get the air on in here. But thank you. Okay, so so we're introduced to Henry holding a heart over a jar. Um, I mean, Jars does he hearts, think he is? Think of that holding, song? Yeah. I did think of that song, <laughs> but I had already played that for. Um, it was on the strain. The strain when they oh, had a yeah. jar of heart in that. Right. Okay, so he's holding this heart. He's selling this incantation, because it's probably written down like on, like, maybe he's got that, uh what are they called? called anyway. The, anyway. so he's saying a gaffer. The
1: same it's written on the back of a gaffer. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It, That's it's what it on is. the
2: heart. No, so he, he, he summons this babe that, at this point, we don't know, like, really... We know she's a demon, but we don't know what she looks like as a demon form or really what she's after. He's just like, I'm going to hold this heart. I'm going to bring this hot chick around and tell her to go off and do Moloch's bidding. So the next scene we get is her... Flirting with this guy, or this guy like looking for this car, looking like looking at this girl. His desire—it's showing his desire. I
3: do like that. Um, it was the glasses duo, so it's like, oh, people who like glasses yeah. like each other.
0: Yeah, that was <laughs> nice.
3: That was nice. The nerd yeah.
0: gets the nerd. Was, <laughs> was anyone else
2: surprised in this that it showed her take on the form of this girl that he was after, and that's what she used to lure him away and murder him or steal his life force away? Was anyone surprised when she did the second murder that she didn't turn into the object of desire? Like, that she was the original person she changed into? Well, she so didn't was, do an She, was, was, the
1: either. Of, she yeah. was the object of desire,
0: though. Wasn't she? Because, like, yeah. cause the girl says, like, Melissa, like, she saw Melissa coming.
1: Yeah, so she changed to look like her costume-wise and the way she did her hair and everything. like that she became the object of that girl's desire because her desire was the girl, not the guy. I know, but it
2: it didn't. It didn't change into the person like it did for the first one.
0: I think the idea is supposed to be that she did change. Maybe we didn't see it because they were just like oh, the shooting style. Yeah, like but like she, the girl saw Melissa, even if that wasn't like what we saw the whole time. But then Holly would have seen Abby, is what I'm saying. Yeah, unless she was dressed like Abby. Unless all he really desired was to get some that night.
3: No one knows with Holly.
2: I I
0: was getting some
2: from demons long before it was cool to get some from demons. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Not today. (laughs) Every day. Great thing about this Sleepy Hollow podcast. My jokes get old, but... They just get old. <laughs> they
0: just get old. There's no good side. There's
2: moving no on. good side. Okay, so moving on. So, with this whole storyline, the, the interesting thing about this show is some episodes are very jump back and forth, and some are just very, like, timeline. Mm. sequentially yeah. yeah. so this one was a very sequential episode where it's, it's kind of hard to, like, break down character development when it was very Creature of the Week. Um, but we did get... Um, we did get that interesting scene between Holly and Ichabod with Ichabod discovering Holly's true intentions for Abby.
0: And Ichabod trying to be the wingman.
3: I thought that was I thought that was
0: um Do you think Wingman? I thought he was like playing the dad.
3: Yeah. I thought it was more like him being the dad, like what are your intentions towards her?
2: Well, I mean when he's speaking to Abby. Wingman when he's speaking to Abby is like so if there's ever a social interaction between you and this Holly Mm. fellow, I just think it might be something I can approve of.
0: What are you thinking?
1: How's Steve's British accent? That was lovely. I I thought I was back home. (laughs) That
0: was incredible. I just going to get a lot worse later. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.
1: Appreciate it, I, I love the way that they play with jealousy a lot with this one because I mean, obviously, there are people out there who want Ichabod to get with Abby. And, uh, oh, I'm and, one of them. Yeah, and, yes. and, and <laughs> they kind of tease that in the writing and they tease that in the performance a little bit. And they were playing with the jealousy a lot between obviously um, Katrina suddenly being the third wheel in that and, and, and playing around with who was the third wheel in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And then the same with Hawley coming in and, and who was the third wheel in that relationship. So I love the fact they were playing around with that. Well, we did get the argument
2: between uh Katrina and Abby, and that that is like the the love triangle argument when mm-hmm. they're discussing like, oh, this could be something this this is a succubus what or they're trying to decide what the or discover what this is um can you guys speak to the scene I, It's not as fresh in my mind as it would be for you, Jackie
3: I mean basically what she does is they're in they're in the graveyard and um and she's trying to tell. Katrina that A she's being condescending towards her and then B that um that they uh I'm sorry I was put on the spot thank you for turning on the AC that Da, 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 oh my god. Da, da, da. Well, they are they're,
0: yeah. they're arguing <laughs> I about I can't like, believe this.
3: <laughs> I am a professional, I
0: swear. <laughs> they are arguing about just like everything that's going on and like they're but the subtext of the situation the subtext is of the situation. That Katrina's not sure what Abby's intentions are. And Abby
3: wants, and Abby, they're having this continual fight where Katrina's like, oh, Henry can be changed and he's a good Mm -hmm. guy. And Abby's like, no, he's the horseman of death. He is evil.
2: Well, I'm sorry, but I'm a witness, so I'm going to have to take him down, is kind of her whole thing. And it's like, but it's my son.
1: Yeah. Well, I like, the, I like the thing that they did in this one as well. Was of course she's got the mother's perspective, and Abby's relationship with her mom is so frayed. Yes, um, so she doesn't seem to kind of feel that motherly love. And Abby love.
3: hasn't been a mom either. No, then. she hasn't
1: been a mom, and she's been single focused, and she hasn't really had that love in her life. So she's kind of emotionally, less emotionally connected to things. It would seem. And she's cut that side of her brain off. She's gonna be a witness. She's gonna forego pleasure and all that kind of stuff.
3: And what's really interesting that I wanna see them play with is the fact that Katrina is she's on team good, but she has such a strong connection to team bad Mm. that there there are a lot of people shipping uh, headless and katrina. It's hashtag Headtrina. Right. Um, and I, I thought that was cute because they, they do have kind of like they're I playing Apple
1: Katrina. katrina. <laughs> a little bit literally. of magic in there.
3: <laughs> you heard what he prefers. Okay. I, I feel like
1: we've that's a pun jar. Yeah, there's there's, there's fifty a pun cents
2: in the there. jar. We have a pun jar on this are show. Have a pun
0: jar? So it gets really bad. Every
2: time oh we man, say man, a pun a a lot
3: We're lot paying money. people literally to watch us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Every time that when somebody you put uses it a that pun, way. right, we have to drop fifty cents in a jar. Except for last week when Steven had to put a five dollar
3: oh job yes. that had
1: to be a, uh, a yeah, king of puns. It was a pretty and no, it was we, just a and very. And then we crude give it away joke. to the fans. Right.
2: I mean, we actually have a we have a fan who does her own little Sleepy Hollow review who gave me a shout out on Twitter saying she's stealing hashtag Aurora abortionalis.
3: Oh
1: no! Can <laughs> well, we not bring so that? So can again. we get that
2: trending, guys? I'd I like that trending <laughs> yeah. on
1: Twitter. I can imagine that one being a big hit. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a very big hit. I'm not entirely sure you want to travel to see that. No. Decorated across the sky.
3: <laughs> no. <laughs> oh
1: my uh, god. No. Anyway, um, but
3: but they're playing with this relationship where she's she's way kind a of back on track that was good. Yeah, she's kind <laughs> of flirting with she's flirting. They are flirting with each other, and then and then Henry's her son. So I. I feel like part of this is she doesn't actually have that firm of a reason to keep going back and putting herself in danger, except for the fact that she kind of wants to be there. Mm. She wants to be there and see. In my interpretation, is that she wants. That's to I see mean, what's the, going the, the on.
1: hardest part for me as a fan of the show is watching this stuff is 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 seeing Ichabod and Katrina's constant. Um, draw towards Henry as their son whereas the last time they saw him, well, when Ichabod's never seen him, right. so Ichabod didn't even know he had a son to start with, right. Katrina the last time she she saw him was when he was like 8 or 9 years old right. and then suddenly hundreds of years later she sees this she sees John Noble who's as, as least son-like as you can imagine someone from her own loins looking and he never knew about it and suddenly there's this strong paternal love from Ichabod who doesn't want any bad to come from yeah. Henry but yet he's really looking at a dude, I don't know how old oh, John Noble, is. let's say late 50s <laughs> a, 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 a dude it. who's definitely older than him, who he's never even known about, suddenly he wants to protect him and take him to Cub Scout camp.
2: Well, what's what's kind of interesting about what you say there too, and I, I totally agree. And it's kind of like, why do you care
1: about him so much? I know he's like your son, yeah. but like your son's a dick. But yeah, seriously, and you've never even had him. Yeah, and your your son is a dick.
2: Um, but <laughs> but, but like if you think if you really think about it, he is older than Ichabod because if you say he's like late 50s or whatever, he's actually lived for those years like yeah. Yeah, even he though he's locked in a box, he lived for those years, he's aged to those years then you look at Ichabod, yeah you're 250 whatever years old but you were asleep for most of that you're in a world you don't really understand that well plus so however
0: s- many years that uh, he, he was before he was in like the the box like, a al- dead alive or yeah but like that's what I
2: mean Like he's only 25-ish from his time period and now he's that that's his age of wisdom when we have John Noble who's like 50 age of wisdom and Katrina who's been trapped in purgatory who's got yeah, like she,
1: she's been conscious the entire time 250 feel, years in purgatory
2: wouldn't that make you insane I think that'd make you a little insane <laughs>
1: yeah it probably would maybe she's not a witch at all she just thinks <laughs> that she can do crazy. this magic yeah she's just a little bit nuts
2: I feel like she'd be overly attached girlfriend at this point like Ichabod Ichabod yeah, yeah, yeah. Ichabod he's coming to save me he's she puts a
1: lotion in the basket and
2: <laughs> Moloch's just like he's not coming to save you uh, you. Yeah, yeah. Just become one of those dark shadowy figures that walks around aimlessly. Please. Please. I don't want to hear
0: Ichabod's name anymore. Please. <laughs> Her hair's too bright to, to be a dark figure. One He's like, just
2: background. be a dark figure with a nice figure.
1: Uh, so we did the, that. Yeah. That's a pun job. It wasn't a punjab yes, but it should be a, it was a job. Job.
2: Hey, after that last week with the corset and running away and everything, that was, that was good.
1: All right. I'm Katya
2: done. Winters is a very attractive actress. That's all I'm saying.
1: Mm. <laughs> And that's why He's Ichabod loves it. And I don't think that is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, but... But I still... I don't really see... I And I say this every week, even with the beginning of this show, I didn't really even see the chemistry between Ichabod and Katrina. Like, it's
3: hard when in that first scene, I think... I think there was a choice there that I disagree with in having them be sitting on top of the bed, fully yeah. clothed. Yeah. I think that was one scene where you're like, they have this moment where they could really reconcile, and yeah, they could still be watching the goofy TV show, but maybe if they they were in put in a more intimate position,
1: post coitus. Yes. Post coitus. They, they got bigger. The yeah, <laughs> yeah, smoking a pipe.
3: Because they are, they're having this conversation about love, and you're, and then you see them sitting like this, and you're mm. like, oh, that's a little bit
1: awkward. Yeah, I mean, they haven't really had any intimate moments in order to be able to generate this sort of chemistry, because everything has just been lost. She's been lost, and and he's been trying to get her back, and they haven't had that intimacy. To but it's just like, something.
2: I mean. As a guy, if I was like dating a girl and then married her, okay, and then she ended up in purgatory for oh, 150 250 years. 250
1: years of blue balls? Can you imagine that? Yeah, and then like <laughs> she gets out yeah. of
2: purgatory, it'd be on for like three or four weeks yeah. straight. Like yeah. even fighting ev- fighting evils can wait. Like
1: yeah, you got to take care Did of business. Did you
2: just
3: pound the table? I pounded Absolutely. the table. I feel like
0: you've, not even just Ichabod, but Katrina's gotta be
2: Katrina too. <laughs> She's yeah. been in purgatory like awake, and it's like. The yeah. lines.
0: Well, in, I guess in purgatory, do you have physical Can, symptoms like that?
1: Yours? I mean, you
2: feel thirsty, you feel hungry, and that's yeah. right. They say never eat anything, never drink anything. They don't say the thirst thing
1: though. So I mean, she could have been in there with some of Moloch's minions. You never know. <laughs> A girl gets needs. She's trapped away. <laughs>
3: secret infidelity. What plot. happens in you Purgatory
1: stays in Purgatory, you know? <laughs> Until somebody that, gets a key and lets it really out. Is that really
3: how Baby Moloch was born? Uh, maybe. <laughs> it's
1: probably a lot of Baby Moloch. Yeah, she's got to do a paternity test for the whole of Purgatory.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited about Baby Moloch, by the way, because the last episode I was talking... And- he looks like a real baby, which was a little bit disappointing because I wanted him to have like. What are you talking about? Off? It's the necklace. It's you the necklace. That oh, that's in. right. Yeah.
1: I'm stupid. <laughs> yeah.
3: He knows because he made the necklace. So. Yeah. Um.
2: No, Henry Parrish made the necklace, didn't
1: he? No, with well, the Parrish was made, and then um, my character enchanted it.
2: Okay, so yeah. you put the enchantment on it. I okay, so we're not to expect really so anything malicious the
1: Headless is a witch. I mean. I don't know I mean I you're kind of like a horseman jumped. I
2: think you can kind of do more stuff
1: yeah I kind of see headless as a blunt instrument the idea of him sitting there just with a necklace and just <laughs> in, putting this pretty he can't even speak the incantation he's got no head so I don't know how he put the hex on it
2: an outside person sees the necklace and like the little monocle and no head looking yeah, through yeah yeah just <laughs>
1: floating through well, that's what
0: I, I said before. I want to see a DVD extra with alternate versions of every scene that, that you're in,
1: but with no head. Right. And Katrina's just talking to air. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what they started doing, which was really fun, and they haven't they haven't shown as much of the footage of it, uh, that we've shot of it, but we've shot alternative... Well, we've shot duels of a lot of scenes, especially when they're split Perspectives in each scene. I mean, if it's just me and um, Katrina, Katrina there's no then, point. then there's no point changing the perspective. But if Henry happens to be in there or some other person, then they've done split perspectives, and it's really interesting to watch the scene being played with me and then a um, guy called um, Jeremy, who's the, the the stunt guy. So it's totally it. possible we can flip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, sure. it would be. You sure. never know. They might just edit some, <laughs> some together. It's so
2: I'm guessing the the reason they don't do that is because the voice to par- to Henry would be that it would be coming from nowhere. Yeah. But what was really weird about this ending of this episode, I gotta say, I don't know if anyone else felt this way, is when she's there and she's, like, tearing up because it's a baby. I'm, like, hearing Ichabod's voice, and I think the baby is, like, speaking into her mind in Ichabod's voice, and I'm like, what's going on here? (laughs) No. Is, is Ichabod I was expecting like the, the baby to be like a mini Ichabod in the crib like what is happening <laughs> right now
0: for me I'm looking at her her reaction at that moment and if it is what, depending on what like your origin is if it is like part her after talking about like if she, she is has effectively, a connection she has yeah, a connection, effectively yeah. the mother then she's gonna think of this baby version of Moloch, much the way she thinks of Henry as like a thing that deserves her love and needs to be protected and cared for. So now she's protecting and caring for Moloch.
2: Oh, she's the mother of Satan.
0: I mean, no, it's, it's,
2: it's an interesting dynamic they went through. Uh, let's, rush through the succubus thing really quick. It is Monster Week, but I like this conversation we have here, but I don't want to interrupt it, but I have to. Um, Before I do, let's go ahead and do iTunes. Guys, you know how you can help us out? You can help us out by going to iTunes, going us five stars, and rating and commenting. Um, If you leave a comment, we will give you a cool little rating here, or a cool little shout-out on our (laughs) show. Cool
3: rate your rating.
2: (laughs) Let's rate the ratings. Rating ratings with Neil Jackson.
1: Let's do it. Let's
2: do it. Alright, so this first rating is from Sondo1. It says Lieberman, Lemieux, Let's move on. Okay. They gave us five yeah. stars though. All
1: they I had to hear was leave them in. Two stars. <laughs> yeah, two stars. Alright.
2: Uh, Never Miss a Show by Jessica 634 Three Forty. This is a great podcast. They're one of my favorite groups on Afterbuzz. They give awesome theories, insightful discussion. And it's fun to
1: listen to. Hopefully the writers are listening. <laughs> yeah, I mean that seemed informative. It seemed a little suck up Okay. So <laughs> yeah, I'd like something slightly more constructive. I'm going to give a three and a half. Three and a half, you know what? Alright, I can get that. Alright, NJ yeah. Robbie It seems like she was doing it for the shout out. Yeah. Yeah, there's no an alternative motive for that.
3: I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah. Say something okay with about shameless people. Promotion. That, okay. Right. Yeah, me too. Says me the dude like sitting in the
2: chair. <laughs> <laughs> NJ Robbie says, Feel good podcast. I am so happy with the host of this show. Two exclamation points. You are so much fun. You have me laughing out loud. Please keep doing what you do. Two exclamation points. Also would like to know what other shows you shows you guys host. I will watch the show because of your after show comments and reviews. Two exclamation points. By the way, we host Helix. You can check that out. It's on Netflix now. Watch the after and show. The and the Strain. and strain is this ages complete a
3: panel without Neil Jackson, and literally just go lottery
2: on YouTube with AfterBuzz TV, and you'll find Matt Lieberman. What do you give that rating?
1: How many zeros were in the so? Uh,
2: let's see here. There's four.
1: Oh, There's so, I'll give them four then. Four stars. Yeah, okay. You were you
2: were one zero in the so
1: away. <laughs> away from a from a full house.
2: Uh, our next one comes from Punjar fan by Dave Lennon. Linnet- yeah, tud Aurora Bortionalis was so idiotic I couldn't stop laughing and had to listen to it around ten times in a row, mainly for the complete and utter disappointment in Matt Lieberman's reaction.
3: I actually like that because they understand that that you're disappointed. It is Steve. not to
1: be encouraged. It is not
3: to be encouraged.
1: <laughs> what do we give that one? No, uh, That one gets a good, uh, a solid three and a half again. Solid I
2: three and a half. Yeah. sorry Dave alright might be even better than the actual show by Gabrielle Ann <laughs> <laughs> that's five off the bat I like All that right, we honestly candid <laughs> boom alright and uh, that's that's it for this week guys again you get a you get a shout out I'll read a little bit of her comment um, I was disappointed that Katrina was finally out of purgatory and she still couldn't do anything I'm definitely not a Katrina fan but I was hoping her presence would cause more attention but instead she's kind of a ball and it's chain um, but Jackie was always on point with her commentary and opinions can't wait till next week that's what Gabrielle Ann said. Oh, okay. Well, good. So, Katia I Winters probably gives her a one. Yeah, only she me. yeah, Mentioned you. Yeah. yeah, great. No, she mentions everyone. Oh, she mentions all of us. It's just, it's like. We're not worth reading about. It's a paragraph. Uh, right. Yeah. right You just kind
1: of, you, you kind of. Guys, Neil
2: it. doesn't have time for that.
1: I hey, seriously. <laughs> He's a working actor. It's like I mean, eleven <laughs> thirty at night. <laughs> We don't have time to stall and just talk
0: about nonsense here at Afterbirth. No, no, you guys. this is all on topic.
2: <laughs> just, that's not what our hour yeah. is sorry, sorry. every week. All right, so uh, the succubus she takes a second victim, out, victim outside the diner, sucks her up good, and then uh, I do
3: like that there there was an LGBT character now. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Logibeta. Well, I think there was a lot of people that were worried that the Succubus storyline could have, like, delved into, like, some really misogynistic yeah, storylines and everything. But I didn't think at all that I that's didn't what think it was. It did Because they made it not about sexual desire specifically, but just about desire as a
2: whole. Yeah. So what happens if we combine a Succubus with that coin that makes you reveal all your desires?
3: Explosions?
0: Well, I think she can already see your desires, I was so. Just I for...
3: also think that she, the... The actress played it in such a way that it wasn't—it wasn't so much as sexual. It was as it psychological, was like psychological, and kind of frightening. Like the way she played it with her with her eyes, it it was scary more than it was like, oh, that's so sexy. You, you know what it felt like? Like,
2: huh. it felt like? It felt like I can't remember the name of the movie, but it's a guy who convinces people to commit suicide. It felt like that kind of talk where they get inside your mind, they talk to you about all the things that are happening and, and kind of persuade yeah. you and like you really kinda react.
1: I mean watching the people react to her in the parking lot when she was talking to them. They, there wasn't lust. They weren't suddenly fawning over no, her. They, they were kind of scared. hypnotized by the yeah. fact that she was talking to them and struck in their face. So yeah. she knows exactly what's on their mind,
2: what they're thinking. Yeah. Even with Ichabod, when she comes face to face with Ichabod, um she's kind of picking him apart. Yeah, like she I know can get into
1: his soul, she knows.
2: I can see that. I can see there's doubt. I can see that you're moving on with your world when she's left behind in the other world, and blah, 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 blah. It's like, but we can just make that all go away. You know, I just have to, like, suck some cloud out of you for a second.
3: And I like <laughs> that there was a clear link, there was a very clear link of this to Henry, to Moloch. You saw after every after every shot of her sucking the people out in, like, the car in the parking lot, then they cut to her giving the energy into right. the bottle for Henry. And I, I mean
2: the punjar, Henry's punjar. <laughs> pun yeah.
0: yeah. Yes. So for every for every pun we make, we get to pour more souls on Baby Moloch. But <laughs> from now on, for every pun that Stephen makes, a bit of his soul goes into the punjar. <laughs> they
2: they they hotboxed Moloch with souls, like the, right. the red cloud all over <laughs> in the crib. Like if you walked in, like saw a cloud like coming from a crib, I don't think I'd look at that baby. <laughs> I think I'd probably I, leave the room fairly immediately. I
3: want to see Baby Moloch with Baby Moloch horns and Baby Moloch cloven hooves, kind of like rattling in his cage and learning how to walk.
2: I'm hoping we don't and what I'm really hoping they do with this is do the the because the preg- pregnancy was the super-fast pregnancy. Yes. Yep. Nine months and 12 hours. I'm hoping that he's only a baby for a very short period of time. We have him growing up into something fairly soon, like next episode maybe being like the size of a 6 year
0: like... <laughs>
3: I hate you guys, Mom and Dad. <laughs>
2: That's you never let me have any souls! <laughs> <laughs> I want the ISO 6, Mom. No, like, I, I just... I feel like showing... Did you just say I saw six? <laughs> I did. Um, I feel like showing Demon Infant is a little bit too dumb at this point. Like
1: Adult, m- Adult Monoc 2.0 was pretty cool. Really, Corey, the guy that does all of the uh, the the makeup and the creature makeup, did an incredible job with um, um, Adult Monoc, and That's uh, awesome. I think we see him in twelve. 12? Yeah. Okay. So I'm to excited. G- to give an idea of how, how he grows. So baby now in 8, and 12 he's an adult.
2: Okay, That that's kind of the the scale that I would like yeah. then. Because we're at episode 8, so that's tw- four episodes to kind of get stages of Moloch of where his yep. power level is at. And it's not quite over 9,000, but it's getting there. Dragon Ball Z reference. Um, but what's <sighs> super cool about it, it's just if you've ever, if you watch the first episode of Z Nation, it's just the, the whole thing with the baby it's just like so it kind of kills a show if you have, it, villain. Yeah, have you it's a villain that's a baby it? hmm no seen, I, I know he's that. seen I, it I, I host oh, you the have? Z Nation show. No. Okay.
1: Okay. yeah that's I just, I, I, I just felt blank looks from this side of the table
3: I was tuning out I was going just to a happy space in my, my yeah. mind yeah I was doing show yeah. tunes babies, babies
0: are tough villains because there's no there's very rare <laughs> babies are tough villains
3: awesome. yeah
1: because they <laughs> I would love I to see classic movies now done with like babies. It'd be great having. Godfather! You know,
2: like die God die Hard with, yes. it, with a baby. Yes. It's like, it's like uh, James Bond, the chair spins around is literally just yeah. a baby sitting in a chair. <laughs> yeah. And he pulls
0: out a gun.
1: Baby just stroking the cat.
0: because well,
2: we Yes. He, it'd
1: be awesome.
0: It's hard. You can't just like fight a baby. Like, you can't kick a baby on network television. Are you, are you saying you can't off network? I know there's so you can do anything on, on, on baby, cable. On baby
1: kicking. <laughs> per se.
0: There's no... The, the FCC doesn't have any control over cables. You can kick baby. Okay, so you can, part, you can kick a baby. You can do whatever you want. You can drop kick the
1: baby. <laughs> yeah, of course. Don't kick the baby. <laughs> yeah. See? Game right. of
3: Thrones mass killed babies, like, a season or two ago. There I mean, go. like, what are you going to do? Yeah, but I mean, right. I, th- I think there's so. a lot of work
1: for baby actors right now, is what you're saying. There's some, <laughs> some great stuff for them.
3: Some great stuff, yeah.
1: except there's high liability. Yeah, yeah, high liability. <laughs> you're doing
3: it. baby kicking.
2: You may outside. not make
1: it through the end of the episode. <laughs> just it
2: just has a disclaimer at the end of the show. It's like, no babies were harmed in this baby kicking. Possible or no babies are tough villains is what it'll yeah, say. Yeah.
3: But I think I think they also have to they have to play with the fact that there is this bait like that he is a baby and that. That brings Katrina back. Because she... I don't think she would be so attracted to him if he were, like, a teenage kid sitting there or an adult. No, she or could been Yeah, She needs to bond. That's yeah. the whole
1: idea, is that she went back there to kill Moloch, uh, baby Moloch. And,
3: and then she couldn't. Yeah. Because it's, it's a baby. Like, how do you do that?
1: So what's going to be interesting is the fact that
2: all of her maternal love for Henry, and he's so evil, yet she still has that maternal love for him mm-hmm. for some reason. Um... Is now going to be transferred to this baby that is still because it's part of her. So no matter what, she's going to have that maternal instinct to protect him. It's kind of like Vigo from Ghostbusters in a way. But like, I think it'll be interesting to see how they develop this this new Moloch because it's going to be half Katrina, half Moloch. And is Moloch's
1: Moloch's brain in the baby? This is what I'm interested in. Is is, is Moloch just baby Moloch? So he's like got baby Moloch thoughts, or is he fully formed Moloch? Well, we had in the baby and then in yeah, that I case
3: baby but he like like had you. a nappy
1: on where, or a diaper <laughs> on which means that that Henry had to put the diaper onto baby Moloch. I love the idea of his fully formed Moloch in the baby shell with Henry just having to you know, wipe his tushy. <laughs> <laughs> and and Moloch going, this is fucking demeaning, dude. I, <laughs> really I control you that. and you're wiping my butt.
2: I just hope that, that fully he grown... He trusts him
0: enough to wipe his butt. Right? Yeah. He shouts <laughs> out in his mo- deep Moloch-like yeah. language just like,
1: Henry, yeah.
0: I need changing. Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> I'm wet down here,
1: Henry. <laughs> I'm starting to rash. This isn't good. I need my pinky. <laughs> yeah. What is happening? Send him away
2: and bring me my milk. Look into the mirror. It's funny. I'm there too, uh, isn't it? I can see myself. What's happening? <laughs> so Don't I mean- kick me.
1: Kick the baby. Yeah. <laughs> at that point, at that point, kick the baby. So um- there's a little sleep monitor on the side, and Henry's making his model oh. village. You got the mirror there and a mirror set up, and it's like a baby yeah, monitor yeah. with a little light blinking. I'm awake, boy. Play with me. <laughs> Don't you want to play with me?
3: It is kind you of roll
1: like the ball over here. It's, it's kind of like, like Batman. I love that. <laughs> <love his laughs> Smear me.
3: It's kind of like Baby Stewie when you think about it. Oh, oh my
1: God! God. <laughs> yeah. He just wants to kill everybody. Yeah. and Turn the world down. Yeah. Oh, money. Yeah. yeah.
2: And Henry's Henry's the bane to baby Batman, Molly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You are morally put in this crib. I was born in
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, uh, this is
2: my
3: manner. <laughs> Sorry, okay. That was actually a really good beige impression. Good one. Uh, I like yeah, that. Better than my
2: British.
1: It's
0: like you need to do this to complete it. That was pretty accurate. It's really difficult yeah. understand. Yeah. 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 cover your mouth and have a really bad cold.
2: <laughs> right, you're doing impressions, you gotta do Michael Caine really quick.
1: Uh, you've got to blow the bloody doors off. <laughs> <laughs> that
3: sounds exactly. Like Michael <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. How did you know he does that? I mean, he's British. he's, cause British. he's British. <laughs> <laughs> British,
1: except yeah, cause we all Except <laughs> when he's crying, it was the worst. And I, I love Michael Caine, and I'm, I can't imagine Michael Caine's watching. And if he does, I love you. But that scene in. Um, Dark Knight Rises when he's crying over Master oh, Bruce's wow. it, it was horrible in my opinion oh Master Bruce oh I don't know why I could not save you Master Bruce <laughs> fake tears single fall it was kind of like the, the weirdest was, scene was, to me because he was kind <laughs> of phoning it in yeah. which was great but it's supposed to be this big emotional crescendo <laughs> I don't know if I'll see you at the coffee shop in Italy I don't know Master Bruce it was just weird <laughs> just, I just felt like I needed to get that out at that
3: point he knew he was getting a paycheck yeah he's like, like fuck it I've got a trilogy under my like, I'm going to
1: be in in, in 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 every movie that he ever does. I mean, it's a Stella now. It doesn't matter.
2: I know this is totally off topic, but uh, Kevin Spacey did his impersonation of Michael Caine on Jimmy Fallon. Right. And if you haven't seen it, look it up. We're just like Jimmy Fallon.
3: No, and he says he
2: he says his impersonation was him being Michael Caine. He says, "Well, what do what do when I'm looking at a script if I want to do the movie? Is I look at the first page and see if my character's on it, then I look at the last page and see if my character's on it, and if they're on both pages, I do the fucking movie." Yeah. Meanwhile,
0: in Sleepy
2: Hollow,
1: I know, right? <laughs> 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 I'm I'm hearing that song in my dreams. the, the, the composer of that is incredible. Mm. I really, it's I, haunting. Out of a, I mean, there's so many of the shows that are from past seasons and this season. It's one of the things I miss with TV. Myth, miss with TV shows nowadays is they don't do it. They don't do an intro tune. You know, when we were kids, you know, 80s, you have, 18, you'd have yes. all those cool shows <laughs> that you just knew all of the tunes to. Yeah, and now it seems to be like lost and that's the end of it or it's just something really crap that lasts about three seconds so to have an actual tune that you hum that's really good
3: I actually like. it, this and um, the the Hannibal intro are both very oh, haunting wow. to me mm. and for kind of the same reasons it's like you have this slow moving like morphing imagery yeah, with this like creepy I music i talking
1: about you the, the stuff
2: Mads <laughs> Michelson and Hannibal it's it a great show. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, we got to get back to, to sleepy hollow. Hollow. Yeah. I'm, get, I'm getting a call from Matt. He's saying get back on topic.
0: I, <laughs> I really liked the the little drop of say, Valentine. Yeah, okay. that was yeah that was, I
1: like that. It was I, totally appropriate. The writers, I mean, it's, talking to the writers a lot as we obviously do. The, the the fact that they'll create and it's happened so many times where they'll create a story. And then they'll look for factual stuff that supports the story from history. And they end up finding these incredible stories of real ghosts, like the Weeping Lady. There was a real ghost that was in Sleepy Hollow. You were around Sleepy Hollow. There was a real (laughs) lady who was a Weeping Lady that was in Sleepy Hollow that just happened to support the story. And then they'll find all these little things. So um, I love that where they just drop these little bombs in there. Well, I'm sure that, I mean, one of my favorite episodes
2: of the series was the, the, the Sandman. Right. with Rock and Ronteus, is and yeah. going back in and I'm sure they discovered it the same way the native american of having a different name than just the sandman. Hmm. So I was kind of I always kind of appreciated the show that they did that. So getting back to this episode with the succubus, um we get she's trying to eat Holly and Holly uses this like crystal that he pulls out which Holly's actually oh, becoming useful. He can his yeah. tools that, you know, maybe now they're tested. Yeah. It
3: was Maelstrom
1: Crystal. Yeah,
3: Maelstr- Maelstrom. Maelstrom. Crystal.
1: Which, um, going back mail to Maelstrom Crystal, yeah, from Maelstrom. Maelstrom is a department store in Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> that's where I got it from. It's like a Nordstroms, but <laughs> a it's, Nordstrom's, but it's, it's yeah, also it's a ride, ride
3: they're not going to have anymore in Disney World. Not that I'm better. Yeah, oh. it was an awesome ride. It was a uh, in the Norway section of Epcot. Okay. Yes, we're on top. Oh, yeah,
2: <laughs> yes. Um. So wow. the Maelstrom Crystal, it, it kind of rem- what it reminded me of is when they called Katrina Hellfire Shard. So bringing in this this mm. this like shards crystals things like that, we're actually getting tools to be used against evil, mm. as opposed to till now it's been like, oh there's a baddie, let's figure out like what we can use against them, as opposed to oh these are these tools that are used in other situations that we might be able to use on this. Yeah. And they first brought it with the weeping lady when they shot the arrow into her, yeah. and it didn't do much.
1: Yeah, the, yeah, the bu- bullets with the dragon tears or whatever it mm-hmm. was that were in there as mm-hmm. well. The no, basilisk we, we, we yeah, we, we got got Basilisk tears yeah. with um, the pipe piper, yeah, and some stuff in there. Yeah. So
2: I'm I'm liking that they're bringing more mythos into the weaponry, as opposed to just having everything be like, um, we have to put them in the circle, or we have to put these fires out. And
0: yeah. well, I mean, I also like that Holly actually has this stuff, not just like because he wants to make money. Like at first But he I thought, knows
3: how to use it. Yeah,
0: at first I thought that he might be just like he's like people like these relics, so I found them and then I <laughs> give them to them for tons of money. But you people are crazy. But no, he's fully in this world. Yeah. I was finding relics long for. I was getting okay. paid to find relics.
2: No. Um, what's interesting to me on that though is that you'd think that a guy that was treasure hunting and things like that, like basically male Tomb Raider. I mean, in Tomb Raider, yeah. anywhere she goes, it's or something she can Jones. Jones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: I like this, yeah. though. I, I like the feminist angle yeah. that Steve took.
1: Male. <laughs> okay. Well,
3: male okay. Tomb Raider. Um,
2: you'd think that he would have run into something supernatural in his past before if he
1: believes on all this stuff and he knows all this information. But he says that great line which I loved in like two episodes back and I know, no, the Pied Piper or whatever it was, where he says um, just because you sell Christmas trees doesn't mean you believe in Santa Claus. Yeah. That
2: is true but I just feel so like that's
1: been his perspective. he would have run into something.
2: I don't think he
3: has though. But
2: there's all this mythos with um, with the Indian tribes knowing about these creatures, with all these people who know about these creatures. If he was really looking for these artifacts, just like Sheriff Corbin. Sheriff Corbin knew about all this supernatural stuff. He knew about the Hessians. He knew about the coming apocalypse. If Holly was as in tune with what was actually happening, I feel like he would have ran into something supernatural a long time ago. So I'm not saying that he hasn't. I'm saying that it would be interesting to get a flashback and get more information on his character and where he comes from and maybe some mm-hmm. of the things that makes him resistant to fight against these forces, makes him resistant to join their team in that kind of respect. Because he could have lost loved ones to something supernatural before as well. And I think that would be a good, it'd be a good avenue to develop his character yeah. without having him just being, you know, I'm the, I'm the douchey guy who likes to sleep with Abby Mills. That's I think that's
3: In this episode, I will say, I think that, oh, jeez. I think that they're trying to because, You originally just saw him as this tough guy who you assume just sleeps with tons of women, but he has this soft spot for Abby, and that in itself says something, because Abby is a person of character. And it's like, I don't think he would... um, I don't think he would choose Abby as an object of his love if there wasn't something deeper inside of him.
2: There's that uh, trope of people who've been hurt not wanting people to get close to them. So that's kind of what I hope they're going for with this character, and that, like... He likes Abby, but it's like kind of going to be a new
1: thing for him to actually attest something. That's the sense that I get. I mean, like his 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 wit and his standoffishness is a weapon.
3: Yeah, it's a tough guy weapon.
1: It's his tough guy waist shield. It's his armor because he's a broken little boy inside. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, it'll be good once we
0: get. This was the first step towards like him becoming a three dimensional character, and I think that once we get a little bit further, we have like uh, ten episodes left. Mm. No? Yeah, yeah 10 um, episodes. I think there's plenty of time for him to become a fully fleshed out person <laughs> that maybe will want to ship instead of mm-hmm. being averse to it. Right.
2: So, so I think we've covered the whole episode. From a discussional standpoint, I mean, we don't need to go scene by scene for no. For and I Creature really liked.
3: Week. Just side note, I really liked the the horns and the makeup they did for she the succubus. Cool. Yeah, they did a
2: great job. Yeah. So and just how the red eyes—they didn't play it up too much. Yeah, like it, mm-hmm. like the red eyes weren't too much because it was just here and there. Mm. Every time you see her, it wasn't there. Um, I want to talk about. Um, there's this guy who is on the show, and he managed to take some time to come to the studio and do the after show <laughs> with us.
1: Oh, great. Um,
2: his name's is Jill Naxon.
1: Oh. Shit whip. Yeah. He sounds great. <laughs> no. yeah, <laughs> Maybe it'd help if you did it in Hawley's voice.
2: You know, we got this no, guy, don't. Jill Naxon. No, it doesn't help. It doesn't <laughs>
1: help. It, doesn't help,
2: it doesn't help
3: anything ever. All right,
2: guys, we got Neil Jackson in the studio, uh, as, of course, we've been talking to him all night, with Abraham Van Brunt. Um... How has your experience been with the show? Have you have you enjoyed everything that has to do with it? Has there ever been it? I fucking hate my wig. <laughs> I mean how did you get involved with this in the first place
1: um, I got involved with it the, the, the like, quick story and I've told it several times um, thanks for doing your research is um, <laughs> I, I worked with Mark Goffman on white collar I got asked to go into do an episode of white collar because it was a sword fighting scene and like my background's in fighting and then when this came up we just got a call and said there's one episode flashback um, and I had no idea I, I got given the script two days before I flew out and I flew out and I'm reading it uh, on the plane and I had no idea that the last couple of pages suddenly find out that my character is actually the head of horseman. (laughs) Why so fucking cool the head of horseman? That's amazing. And I had no idea and I thought that would just be it. One episode at the end of it you know I get shot my head gets cut off there's pretty much no chance of my character coming back and then they called me up in February and said we've figured out a way do you want to come back for four episodes because I didn't think they really knew what they wanted to do with the character and how they wanted to play him out and then they started to mine him a little bit and there's some amazing stuff coming up which I'm really excited about. like episodes 10, 11, 12 they really start to play into um, who Abraham is with some flashback stuff but also finally get him to he's, he's got this anger and frustration obviously towards Ichabod and the world and everything because he never wanted to be um, the that headless horseman man. he wanted to be this, this pompous rich guy who was swanning around with his beautiful fiancé and everybody thought that he was amazing and he was supporting Washington and his claims and as he says in an episode he was the hero of the story not the villain and then Ichabod came along stole his fiancé they had a fight and everything went to batshit. So he's got all this anger and frustration. Finally, they kind of get that out a little bit, where he gets to go after ichabod which is cool. But what's what's interesting
2: about that is if he gets to go off to Ichabod in a in a situation where they can't kill each other, it might actually have more understanding between the two characters.
1: Yeah, I mean it's 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 a scene in ten, which I I can't wait to see how it turned out because we had a blast shooting it. This um, it's the first time they see each other Um, the the mythology of the necklace slowly gets expanded so that more people are able to see um, Abraham as opposed to old Stumpy there and then um we get a scene where he gets to Abraham and, and Ichabod get to see each other and finally vent all the things. And because from their own perspectives, they're each other's worst enemy. Everything that went terrible happened because of Abraham and his jealousy and him being the him being the horseman of death and then headless horseman. And of course, from Abraham's perspective, it's exactly the opposite way. Ichabod is the the, the reason for all things falling apart. So they have this angst and hate hatred, and we get to smash together physically and verbally, which is so much fun. And just to spend three days sparring physically and, and with, with, with Tom was amazing just to be in the studio doing big fight scenes and having big moments where we're, we're throwing out these revelations to the other person from our perspective you finally get to see how Abraham thinks of Ichabod and vice versa which was really cool so a lot of fans are wondering because
2: of the relationship we have with Moloch and Henry Parrish with how, I mean no sorry um, Henry Parrish and Orlando Jones yeah and how we have the Horseman of War, which is Henry Parrish now, because Moloch just made him the Horseman of War, but then we have Orlando Jones, who signed something to become somewhat of a horseman. We don't... Yeah, Frank, sorry. Somewhat of a horseman, we don't know. So what I'm wondering is if we'll find out the specifications for becoming a horseman, or if it's something that anyone can be one, it just has to be the right situation. Because I'm wondering if there's a possibility for Abraham giving up the power of being headless and we're getting a new headless
1: well that's I mean that's something I'm, I'm they've, they've started to explore a little bit and I'm hoping that they're going to explore a little bit more I haven't read the, the, the last few episodes um, but I'm hoping they're going to explore more is the fact that Abraham never wanted, as we just said Abraham never wanted to be um, the, the, the horseman of death and especially not the headless horseman the whole purpose was he, he was killed by the bullet um from the hessians and the only way he could enact his revenge and the only way he could have some semblance of life was to end up being turned by moloch and become the horseman of death so all was a purpose towards vengeance and if he had to choose in my opinion if he had to choose between his life with katrina and staying with moloch and following moloch's plans that was always a means to an end he he Get rid of Moloch and he'd, he'd move over and and be with Katrina, so he's only got one foot in Moloch's camp, whereas Henry has both feet firmly planted, I so think- I think that there's element of, there's a chance for redemption
3: okay, and I think what's interesting to me about this character as well is that Aside from the artillery he carries, he's still, uh, unlike the other people who have somewhat adapted to modern society, he just absolutely refuses unless it's a machine gun. Hmm. So, <laughs> I, no, I think I think it's telling that he wants he wants to kind of replicate his previous. There's also life. not
1: much he can really kind of you know, modernize. You don't know, imagine him with a, an iPod. Um, <laughs> he can't listen he, no, to he, he it. Can't listen, exactly, so he's, he's not going to be sitting there watching things on a tablet so yeah there's not a lot lot of modern things that he can do but i love the fact that he's still holding on i mean some of the things i love about the show but i love the fact that abraham still very much clings to the old world and doesn't want to to bring things forward i mean he the the dresses he bought for katrina are still very classic old feminine dresses and the way that he speaks to her and, and the idea of chivalry and honor i think are really important things
2: so i speaking to that a little bit how you can't hear with headphones as as the headless horseman um yeah terrible segue um Currently your head is on Frankenstein. Traveling around, yeah, God knows what, probably hitting up brothels and drinking lots of beer. <laughs> I don't, don't even know. say.
3: Don't you dare say that about Franklin Stein. Franklin Stein
0: is out being a masked Lanty, saving people in some faraway town. So
3: one
2: of the main plot points <laughs> to drive it forward in the first season was when Headless gets its head back. That's the beginning of the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. So is there any? Is there? Are they going to bring back this this point of? maybe Headless tries to track down Franklin Stein or maybe Franklin Stein comes back and he gets his head back because
3: I feel like you're just digging him for his
1: that, 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 that's something they do they, they start to look I mean, it was, it, it was interesting to me the fact that as you said Franklin Stein just runs off into the hills and nobody went wait a second there's a fucking crazy monster that we've forgotten about and he's now running off and it's now been how many episodes and he's off God knows where doing God knows what so they do bring him back in So they they start to bring Frankenstein back in, at least in the in conversation.
2: Well that's good. There was an actual there was an article somebody wrote that you guys sent me I think. One of you sent me about how they're just killing all their characters. And like you need to have characters that live that the audience can like that maybe you don't see for a few episodes but when you bring them back we're like, "Oh, hey." hey well, man, I really selfie.
3: Liked, I really liked Franklin Stein, and I'd like mm, to see he's him. He's still again. alive. He's yeah. still
1: he's still somewhere. Well, guys,
0: Selfie got canceled, so John Cho is available. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <He comes> back. <laughs>
2: I hope he comes back. That'd yeah. be great. Um but it's it's interesting that we have just like potentially the key to the apocalypse you know the head ho- headless horseman gets his head back just running around on on Franklin Stein probably flying kites and trying to get keys <laughs> electrocuted and stuff yeah. I mean I don't know that was just one of the interesting points to me um what has been like one of the most memorable things to film for the show or have we not seen it yet um Aside from probably the scene with you and Tom Myson.
1: Yeah, that I mean, that one was incredibly memorable. I really enjoyed that one. Um, there, was a, there was a scene I love, which we've actually shown um, a couple of episodes ago, where Abraham wanders in, and um, he says that he won't wait forever. There's this whole, this whole scene where he's talking to um, Katrina, and... Um, He's saying to her that um, she'll want for nothing once she's his bride, but he will not wait forever. And we really, it, it was one of the luxuries in TV. TV moves really quickly and you don't always get a chance to rehearse and you don't get a chance to play stuff. And it's sometimes the worst thing of you, you get back to the trailer or get back to the hotel or wherever you're staying, you're but fuck, that's the way I should have played it. But this scene, we got a chance to really rehearse and really rehearse. And the way it was on page was really threatening. And we ended it up, the word we were using was a little rapey. <laughs> he he. There's this there's this sexual tension of the fact that he is a dude who desperately wants Katrina, and yet he's playing this this gentleman chivalrous game of he wants her to fall for him of her own volition, and he doesn't want to force it. And taking that to the illogical conclusion, he could force himself, and he could force himself on her physically and make her force her to love him if he wanted to. But he's holding back. But in that scene, the way we ended up playing it is, you get this sense of tension of his like. Seriously, bitch! Yeah, hurry up with your decision because I can't wait around forever. Which was so much fun to play because we just, it was one of the few times that we really got a chance to just rehearse and play with it and throw ideas in and turn it into something that wasn't on the page. That's pretty cool. And
3: I think also the—I mean—to speak to that, the fans are responding because they're shipping them. It's—they're yeah. seeing that even though there's this, there's still this level of tension uh, between them and what they play. There's a level of tenderness too, mm. and I—it's kind of messed up, you know, because you're—you're you're thinking you're shipping these two people who should really not be together, but at the same time, because there's still that element. But of, But also, like, there's a the
1: thing with them that I think is—is is, is actually quite beautiful, which is why there's this attraction and why people are shipping them—is they're both so fundamentally broken. Yes, she spent 250 yes. years in purgatory, seeing who knows what, and having all of our wits removed from that scary experience, and. He's the horseman of death and he has no head. Yes. <laughs> you know? It's just kinda like it's how much more broken can you get? Yes. And all he desperately wants, I mean he's he's it's Beauty and the Beast is the analogy that we keep giving. Yes. And and, and he desperately just wants to have a human connection because mm-hmm. he's so removed from that humanity that he had before. And all he wants is for so he just wants someone to see him. Yeah. And just he just wants a hug. And so, and then she's the same. She desperately just wants to be with Ichabod, but that can't work out. So instead, she's this pawn in this game, and she has no tenderness. Yes. And yet, here is this guy that comes along, albeit Son's um, head, who's giving her all the things that she just wants—affection, tenderness, betrothing his, his 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 want for her. And I think that she starts to fall for that as an idea because she's just been starved of it, kind of Stockholm syndrome like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and
2: I mean, Ichabod's slightly moved on. He's been a, he's been around a lot longer in this new world, yeah. and Abraham's still kind of stuck back in the old ways, and she is too. She so is it's too. kind of they they're speaking the same language per yeah. se. Yes, um, I think it's actually kind of funny if you think about it, because when you look at that, where beforehand she could only see the he- the headless version of you. When like literally, if it was him opening a door for her, yeah. you could have been like, "Here, open the door for you." Yeah, but yeah. it just looks like, yeah, <laughs> get to I know. here.
3: One of our favorite scenes is that scene where uh, he's like preparing for the date and you see him walking around headless and then you see your face juxtaposed in there. Yeah. Do you guys film those scenes like simultaneously, like you do a take of everything through? Yeah, and, and then we does- have
1: Jeremy Owens, who's um, the six foot four stunt dude who's, who plays headless and then he does it. We'll talk through and he matches my actions. But there was, there was a thing that we put online, me and, me and Katya, because it, it's so absurd. I mean, there there's several moments in this show where I'm, I'm midway through and I'm like, I'm a grown adult. And I'm playing a headless dude running around in a red coat. That's kind of cool. But because he's so staid and he's so serious constantly, we're laughing all the time, me and Katya, when we're doing the scenes. And same with John Noble, just because it's so absurd. You know, it's amazing what we're doing, these, these these very important voices and everything's incredibly serious. But when you break it down to the situation, it's kind of funny. And that's why we ended up doing this little beatbox scene that we put online. Which was I just, saw
3: that, actually. Which was just uh, this, it's really abs- funny. this
1: absurd moment. Of, we kept talking about what is life with katrina and headless like when the cameras stop rolling is <laughs> she's sitting there doing his curls in his hair or they're, they're they're both trying to figure out wi-fi together or they're playing angry birds or something like that and just what is this absurd life when the cameras stop um so that just kind of keeps us entertained in the moments between
3: and where where can they find that video
1: <laughs> oh and you, you can look it on youtube i think you can go to uh, my youtube channel or uh, which is uh, neil jackson music um, or yeah, you can fi- find it online. If you just put, if you put in headless beatbox, I'm sure you'd find it.
3: I found it through an article, so that's that's right. the only reason I was asking. So
2: you're an established actor. You're you're doing Sleepy Hollow currently. Do you have any projects coming up that you'd like to promote? No,
1: no, no. This has taken up everything. I mean, I'm. Um, Aside from that, I write and play music. I have got my second album that we're recording, and the sing the, f- the first single of the album is going to come out end of this month. Nice. So What's
2: that called? And where can it's called cool it? Taking
1: It Back, uh, Taking Us Back, and it's going to be it'll be on iTunes and Amazon and everywhere. All right,
2: cool. Awesome. Um, so we're going to do this little skit thing really quickly. I uh, <laughs> talked to you about it a little bit before the show.
1: <laughs> um, oh, stop it! Yeah, yeah, I told him oh, okay. like, like I need to warm up a little bit or something. He said
2: "scandalous" before well, um, I even said "scandalous." Oh my god, my. But well, he's
3: mouth. British, so he he doesn't like he doesn't have to fake a terrible accent. So we can
0: queue up that theme.
2: <laughs> Alright, Nando, throw on some Downton Abbey. Drop that track. <laughs> we find our sleeping Tanabitons in a woods, walking around. I can't set
0: this up very well, you go ahead, Zach. So many problems in the in the world. What is going on? Miss Katrina Crane! making a decision to return to her captures. Abby and Nicobot left to the wake. Jackie, what is going on? It was in most scandalous.
3: <laughs> she was wearing black pants. How dare she wear pants? It was most scandalous. Most
2: scandalous.
1: I'm just going to sit back from this one and watch you guys go. I
2: dare say I saw Holly walking around a bar with some red smoke flying out his mouth into another girl's mouth. Distasteful?
0: Distasteful and scandalous. Scandalous. I say I have seen the worst thing at all this week for I saw Miss Katrina Crane wandering about with Master Matthew Lieberman and that I believe is his reason for absence on this day. Betrayal treachery. Damn Matt Lieberman. You have to do one, even though
2: mine was pretty bad. You got to do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I believe I wandered into the bar and I saw Hawley, who had let his hair down in a girly way.
3: Most oh, <laughs> scandalous! <laughs> All right, All
0: right. I I think, I'm, I'm be sure to tune in next week for another edition <laughs> of Sleeping to Nabi. I'm sorry. <laughs> With I think I, I, think I need to write him beforehand because I'm terrible at that.
2: On <laughs> the See, spot. Matt
3: can do him off the cuff. Dude, Matt's yeah. just Matt's DJ
2: Fawcett on freaking iOS for improv, so he's he's pretty damn good at that. Guys, let's get in predictions.
3: Too bad we fired him.
2: I know, <laughs> I know. But well, you know, hey. Katrina
0: Crane was stole him?
2: <laughs> you know, all our friends said we needed somebody with a British accent on the panel that wasn't me being ridiculously lame. So you know or what? Or I just
0: really poor?
1: Whatever it was. <laughs>
2: Pretty much. Um, So what do you guys think is going to happen next week? What do you think is going to happen next week?
1: Um... (laughs) <laughs> I have no idea I can't remember what that script is All right. I think baby Moloch is going to grow up he'll puke a little bit um, he'll spit his diaper uh, spit his diaper spit his what do you call it pacifier <laughs> um, he can spit in his diaper he can too. spit
3: in his diaper
1: okay. why not so are we he's depend- a rebel
3: are we going to
2: depend on Katrina being such a bad mother <clears throat> that she maybe drops baby Moloch <laughs> oh, that
3: is terrible <laughs> she wasn't a
2: very good mother to Henry I'm just <clears throat> saying
3: that wasn't her fault It was the impending apocalypse.
2: Child services gets called on (laughs) baby Moloch.
1: Yeah, he gets taken away. They
2: don't have child proof plugs in their house. Mm. Uh, Zach
0: Moloch winds up in a foster (laughs) foster home.
1: (laughs) He's fostered out and he's kept in a closet under the stairs. And then he keeps hoping one day an owl will come.
3: (laughs) We've done so, which is, this is why this is funny. We've done so many Harry Potter parallels because we decided that Katrina was a Horcrux because she right. was a, a shard of uh, a Moloch. Fire. Yeah, no, You're Hellfire
2: a, Shard is what I Hellfire Shard, yeah. yeah.
3: Mm.
2: Um, I'm going with the Harry Potter thing. I think that's going to be pretty think, spot I think, on. I think um, that could
1: happen. And Maybe
2: then ra-
3: aside from that, Abby's mom is supposed to be coming in as a ghost. Ooh. Really? Yeah. I didn't I read that. that. It's yeah. in the previews. I didn't
0: see them.
2: When you I,
3: love the
1: fact I, the
0: I watched on Hulu, I, so I missed the, yeah, the, uh, the, the script the I didn't read. read.
2: That makes me think we're going to get Reyes back back next week with Abby questioning Reyes is what her mom meant. To oh, oh me. I wonder if her but mom's going to haunt Jenny Reyes. Back. Yeah,
3: Well, we she haunts uh, Jenny and uh, Abby. So
2: I think we'll get Jenny seeing Holly's affections for Abby next week. And maybe. A Holly Abbey date?
3: Man, scandalous! (laughs) Super scandalous!
0: (laughs) (laughs) so scandalous I don't think it's going to happen this soon
2: <laughs> um, so guys go ahead and be sure to check out Neil's new song coming out at the end of this month um, I have a bad memory what was it
3: called again
1: taking us back taking,
2: taking us back us. again taking I did, I did my
3: to your memory I did I did
2: my <laughs> research I'm sorry <laughs> I failed you for the last time uh, guys thank you so much for tuning in this has been the Sleepy Hollow after show for season 2 episode 8 entitled Heartless um, Jackie where can people find you I'm at
3: 123 Jackie underscore be on twitter at 123 Jackie B, all one word on Instagram, and my name is spelled J-A-C-Q-U-E.
0: Alright. Zach! Uh, you guys can catch me on Twitter at ThatZachWilson, T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N, and a ton of other shows here at After Buzz, Grim, Z Nation, Resurrection, Agents of Shield, a bunch of others. Thank you guys for tuning in. And where can we find you, Neil?
1: The Neil Jackson, N-E-I-L.
2: And Instagram, Twitter,
0: everywhere? Across the board.
2: Alright, well I want to See, thank that's you so smart. much for smart,
3: that's good branding. <laughs> Unlike me. Yeah,
2: one two three Jackie underscore B J A C One two
3: three Jackie B was taken on Twitter and I was like Wah, wah. Um, thank you so much for coming oh, my in
2: pleasure. Spending fun. time with us And joking around with us Talking about kicking babies And
0: <laughs> all sorts of stuff we'll, we'll have the press release out tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I had to sign something here Some sort of waiver
0: <laughs> right. We may or may not be back next week guys. <laughs>
2: but, uh, It would uh,
3: be it's, just Matt Lieberman Saying what to say, I, told you, I told you <laughs> It's
2: been a crazy show guys We went for an hour and six minutes And the clock stopped So we will see you guys next Oh I'm Stephen Lemieux You can find me at Stephen Lemieux on Twitter We'll see you next week